This is In the Word, On the Go, the podcast where we look at one verse from God's Word for 10 minutes of your day. Welcome to In the Word, On the Go. I'm Champ Thornton, your host. Whether you're listening by yourself or with a family, this podcast is here for you to spend 10 more minutes in God's Word while you go about your day. In each episode, I get to interview one person about a favorite verse from the Bible. And today I'm thrilled to have on the podcast, Samuel Beerig. Sam serves as the Dean of Spurgeon College, where he's also an assistant professor of biblical studies. He also serves as an elder at Liberty Baptist Church there in Missouri and holds degrees from Southern Seminary and Washita Baptist University. He's an author of several books and is married to Mallory, and they have three children, Abby, Levi, and Owen. And Sam, it's just great to have you on the podcast today. Welcome, my friend. Well, thank you very much. I'm, I'm honored to be here, brother. Well, I am looking forward to hearing the verse that you're bringing to the podcast today. So what is it? Um, today, we're going to be looking at Matthew 121, which reads, She will bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. So Sam, let's just start with why you chose this verse. So how's this verse been meaningful to you? What's the story here? Yeah, so honestly, I don't know uh, when it became uh, such an important verse to me uh, and my family, frankly, um, but it becomes uh, just over the years, you know, some of these verses just move their way into your life. And I, I once said to uh, some of our staff here at Spurgeon, I remember moving into Kansas City, but somewhere along the way, Kansas City moved into me. And, uh-huh. and I would say that's really very much how uh, Matthew one twenty one works. And I mean, my own son, Levi, is in our evening devotions. He's working on memorizing this. And um, my, my pastor, one of the guys I work with, Nathan Rose, he finds this to be an incredible verse. And, and I think mm. I've passed it along to him as well. So it just really has moved into our lives and has clarified how I see the gospel and, and as, um, yeah, just kind of the gospel and microcosm. So yeah, that's, that's how it became important. So let's dive in further then. What if you were going to share this with your family and say, here's what's so amazing about Matthew 121, what would that sound like? So to kind of put it in, in my own words, I would say this is uh, kind of true hope. Final hope is coming. God's son is coming to deliver you uh, and he will rescue you from the world, your flesh, and even the consequences of, the, of, of things like the devil. Um, and this is not in question that he's going to do this. He's going to pull it off. And it, it's not in question whether he's going to save his people. And if you trust in the Lord, then he's going to save you. So that's how I'd, I'd quickly wrap it up to my family. That's great. So what's the setting here in the gospel, according to Matthew? This is chapter one, but it's got some before, it's got some after. How would you explain what Matthew is doing by writing this verse to us? Yeah, so he it's right on the heels of the, um, of the genealogy, and, mm-hmm. and that is obviously breaking its way in from uh, many years of silence from the Old Testament. So uh, in, in many ways, Matthew is, is opening up the, the new words of uh, what God is doing at this point in time. And so this is really a declarative verse that shows up with a number of contexts behind it, right? Mm-hmm. So it's very declarative in that sense. That's, that's the context. So I'm interviewing you about this verse, but I've got to tell you, it's like the two verses that follow mm-hmm. always make this verse just jump off the page at me. I don't know right. how many times I've thought about it because it goes on to say that this statement about naming him Jesus because he'll save his people from his sins is a fulfillment right. of the prophecy from Isaiah. And the prophecy talks about what Jehovah, what Yahweh is going to do. 
And so it's so fascinating how Matthew has no problem thinking about Jesus in terms of the Jehovah of the Old Testament. That's right. I mean, that's just mind blowing. Yeah. And and I think what's amazing, and you're you're referencing these other verses here, what's going on is there's a couple ways you could translate these, obviously, but this last Mm. part of the verse is it really ought to be because he will save his people Mm. from their sins, this sense of that's why his name is Jesus. He is a savior. In, in Greek terms, not going to go over the top here, but it's a future active indicative. It means he's good for it, right? It's going to be done, hmm. and God is going to take up your hopeless cause, and, and he has come. His name is Jesus. So what does the name Jesus mean then? Yeah, I mean, it, it's coming from Joshua in the Old Testament, okay. and it um, essentially is doing, you know, Redeemer, redemption, these sorts of ideas that he's going to reconcile his people to himself, and that this is a hero figure, uh, and that's why that name is coming across. It's, this is not in question whether he's going to pull it off, but it's set in the most firm terms that he will save his people from their sins, which is honestly why we're talking about it is because it's completely out of my hands. And that's such an encouragement to me. And that's why I brought this verse. So how is this different than verses in the Old Testament when we do read about, let's say, Joshua and Joshua comes in and you know what, before you know it, at the end of the day, he's rescuing God's people. And then you've got other rescuers, other heroes in the Old Testament. You think of David and Gideon, you know, others like that. How is this different than that? Yeah. Um, and some of the, yeah, so as you mentioned, David, one of the references I would clip all the way through the Bible really quickly, it would just be to say, these kings over and over again, you can read them in First and Second Kings, they are constantly uh, walking in the ways of not Yahweh, right? And then they're always dying, okay? So what Matthew is showing us in chapter 317, for instance, right, when it says Jesus's birth, is that uh, this king is not going to die, right? I mean, he, we know that Jesus dies, but he won't stay dead, right? right? That's, right. that's what we know about him. Um, and then the announcement of this is uh, the promises of Abraham and David. So Gideon or any of those, they were um, half heroes at best, right? Mm. Um, So they were never going to get the job done. Mm. But Jesus, this is the announcement in 121 is that he's going to get it done. And and he is the one we've all been leaning towards and faithfully walking towards. And that's our story, even as Christians now. So, So that's the announcement declaration aspect. So how do we make that part of our story today? So we know Jesus came, we know he lived, he died, he was raised that he was this hero who fought all our enemies, like you said, and rescued his people from their sins. But, okay, so here I am, here's someone who's listening. It's 2021 and, you know, here's this train going by. How do we get on? Yeah, it's, it is a, it is declaration, right? So uh, this is not one of these verses that comes with an imperative per se. Uh, So for me personally, I, I think even why it has been such a big deal with me, my family, and what I would encourage anyone else to look at it is, is there's nothing to do in this verse, right? Mm. Uh, it, it is just a declaration of you need to believe here. And, and I don't know if there's anyone out there in your audience who struggles with this, but on any given day, my biggest issue mm. is whether I'm going to actually believe the gospel, right? So it's been declared over me. I've been justified, but I so commonly don't live as though mm. this is a sure fact. He is going to save me from my sins. He is saving me from my sins. But rather, I tend to live as though uh, I kind of believe what you're saying, Jesus, but I don't know. I'm, I'm operating in such a way that, that I don't believe that. So uh, this is a consistent passage I try to apply to my life by um, saying, remember, Sam, this is true. He is doing this currently mm-hmm. uh, in your life. He's doing it in other Christians' lives all around you. 
And so how do you apply it? It's to read it again, to believe it, to actually know that this is active and it literally does not have anything to do with you. Like he has acted outside of you to save you. Um, and so go in that spirit, go in that power, um, knowing that you are being saved, uh, even despite what your record looks like today, that would be the best way to apply it. That's such a good reminder about the fact that the gospel is true and there's really nothing left for us to do. One time I was interviewing Steve Brown for this podcast and he was the verse we were talking about had to do with the gospel. And I said, okay. so Steve, what should we do because of this verse? And he says in this huge bass voice of his absolutely nothing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it's just such a good reminder because yep. I think as, you know, Americans or maybe just as humans, you know, we want to be doing something yep. and yeah, the gospel calls us to do something. Right. But first, it's always what Jesus has done and right. I'm really grateful that you reminded us of that here today. Sam, so good to have you on the podcast. Would you close our time by praying this verse for all of us today? Yeah, absolutely. Father, thank you that um, you've not given us the silent treatment, but you have delivered to us uh, Matthew one twenty one and other passages like it to just declare that we can trust you. Uh, our salvation does not hinge off of us in any way, um, but rather you have, uh, with your omnipotent arms, have reached down and scooped us up uh, in a way that was totally unexpected um, and that we were not even looking for. And so we're thankful that you have been so kind to us that we we don't climb our way to heaven, but you have um, brought us near uh, by coming to us. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for listening to In the Word, On the Go. For more information about this podcast or to listen to past episodes, visit wordonthego.net.